Hello, this is Janet Gallen welcoming you to Love Letters Live. Today's guest is one of my oldest and dearest friends, Claire Doby. And I'm going to go to you in a minute. May I just tell people how we met? Oh, please, please do. It was okay. so, it was a great story. Is it? A, what, story. You can tell it. No, and you. Tell it. You tell it so much better. I'll, I'll jump in. Okay, I tell it often. I know that. Well, <laughs> more often. We were, I was at the Burbank airport, yep. flying from LA to San Francisco one day, like over maybe 45 years ago. Yeah. A long time. <laughs> A I know. Long time. And everybody you know, knows we're not 27. That's right. Yeah. Hey, check yeah. it. Check it. Okay. And little things were going wrong at the airport. Yeah. Like Funny thing. And then they changed our gate and every little change. I was following. Kind yeah. of following you around. Well, no, I saw you first across the the sitting area, for, and I noticed this oh, okay. tall woman. You were wearing a silk, a tie silk plaid shirt and jeans. Do you remember that shirt? I've I never remember it, but I don't think I have it anymore. No, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've never forgotten an outfit or a meal, but yeah, I, I think I remember it. And everything I was feeling was reflected on this woman's face. So I <laughs> meandered my way over to the soulmate that was standing there and, and we started to talk, said goodbye, get on the airplane. Yeah. And you had gotten on first and I plunked myself down next to you. Yep. And we started talking and I said, let's get together for lunch when we get back into San Francisco. And you said, oh, okay. Yep. And I called and that was it. And that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship, Louis. But let me just in interject. One of the reasons we were, uh, well, the, the friendship was sealed, shall we say, when we both sat in the exit aisle. Oh, yeah. Remember? I mean, we both sat in the exit. Nobody else wanted to sit in the exit because it says, must be willing to. And I think as soon as they see willing. Well, by the way, not only was I always willing to, I would prefer being in charge. Exactly, right? I mean, what's not to like? Right. So, an we escape plan with us in charge is a good deal. And nobody nobody wanted to sit next to us. We were chattering and jabbering. Oh, I, I, for, I did forget about that part. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the part I that's why and, we're and a team, babe. One of the, one of the most wonderful things is that despite our differences, obvious mm. physical differences, you can look at also well, not really. You're tall. pretty tall. Uh, okay. You're taller. I am. Yes, you were tall. It doesn't. I was almost, I was 5'11 then. I have shrunk since, and I am now 5'9 and a half. Okay, well, I was 5'7 then, and I've shrunk too. So we're still in performance. But the point is that despite the things that people might look at as, and see as different, uh-uh, the same. And then it turns out our birthdays yeah. are two days apart. Yep. Yes. Yep, that too. That okay. Let's, let's dive right in, because okay. we've been talking for like over 40 years now. Yep. Each other through a lot. And the other day we were talking about what men want in a woman. And you had offered something that you had read. Can you, do you remember what that was? Uh, I've read a lot about that. <laughs> how's it, and how's it going? And it's, it's the same bad advice. There is no, there's no answer really, but, but refresh my memory. Remember going on seven, no, I don't remember the article, but I have several that I've read in the last, couple of days or three really? or four days. Okay. Well, you know, 
Go yeah. ahead. No, no, you. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say that, yes, there's a lot of advice and a lot of what men are looking for. And I think women gravitate towards that because mm -hmm. we want to find the man who's just wonderful and we want to please that mm -hmm. man. We want to be what that man wants. Yes. Yes, we do. We try. Yes, we do. And God knows what they want. Uh, I, I pretty much, I don't give up because I love to observe, but I still haven't figured it out. Well, so I, I, I had read an article many years ago that was done by, you know, an anthropology team. And I mm -hmm. guess those were the days where you could go into the Amazon jungle and mm -hmm. find people, you know, tribes and groups that had not ever been oh, exposed or yeah. sullied by any kind of the, right. you know, what we have, you know, the, mm -hmm. the media and the magazines and the, never seen anything. Right. Same thing was the, those men were shown and I guess they had some brilliant translator because I don't know how people speak yeah. together. But anyway, Igbo. And, the Igbo and guy. Yeah. men were shown charts of to pick what they considered attractive in a woman. Oh, oh right. Of, okay, I remember this now. They yeah, were, they were go ahead. Drawings, but the, right. the women, you know, the smaller women, some had, you know, were just big all around and some mm -hmm. were just thick, thin. All, they had varying physical attributes. Right. And whether the men picked a, a small woman or a medium, what they picked <coughs> unfailingly was the body type that went like this. Right. They were breasts and hips and a little wait <laughs> right and that is uh, that just must be in the dna i'm sure they're hard i'm sure they're hardwired for that absolutely yeah. almost i mean they have to be because otherwise we probably wouldn't procreate very that's right. often that's right, right? and, and so, also i i guess that's reminiscent of being able to bear children you know you've got room for it down here right feed it up here right and as far as this part they can get their arms around you <laughs> we, Although, we do it all right and all they have to do is make sure that we're legit so that they can make it fit. Hey, don't oh, mean to yeah. rhyme, but you know, really, I do. that's what it's about. They are definitely well, hardwired. It's an interesting business, what men want in a woman. It's also an interesting business, what women want in a man. But we started to talk about what our mothers taught us. Right. So I thought we could just talk about what our mothers taught us yeah. Man, you start. Okay, well, I, I gave that a lot of thought because um, my cousin, who uh, I was very close to because I'm an only child. So, you know, I'm spoiled and rotten and all those things, not. But uh, we spent a lot of time together. She was like a sister to me when we were, and we had a conversation recently and she said in the course of it, I won't get into the details leading up to it. She said, well, you know, you, you really kind of raised, we were talking about parenting. Uh -huh. You really kind of raised yourself, Claire. Yeah. And it was so odd to hear, but it rang so true. She said, you, you didn't really have a lot of parenting. You were on your own pretty much, you know, from what she could so see. What did that mean for a woman who was obviously close with her mother and yep. her mother adored you? Very close to my mom. And actually, even according to my mom, it was kind of a daddy's girl. Uh -huh. but, but I say with <laughs> great conviction, a daddy's girl, let's, let's define it because a daddy's girl usually means, oh, uh, 
she's daddy's little girl. Dad loves her the best. Dad adores her. No, no, this was the other way around. I was a daddy's girl because I gravitated to him. Uh He really didn't want to have a lot to do with me. I wonder why. He was very, well, I've got theories, of course. Um, He was a very, um, very handsome man and uh, always surrounded by women, I noticed, in old pictures, et cetera. So, you know, what we would call in the eclected uh, community a, a Mac daddy, okay? He was out there. So um, I, I think he was a nice man, but um, he was also a black man and I don't, and he worked for the government specifically for the army uh-huh. first. And then he was transferred to a job in computers. And he actually was one of the first to program the little punch cards wow. for, for the fax machines. So he was, he was and he was really a, quite a genius. So all I could do was observe him. I, I was closer to my mother emotionally, uh-huh. but, but daddy's girl. Okay, let me ask you something. If you come back up a little minute, you, you're describing him. One of the things, you said he was a man and he was black. Now, how did that fit into your upbringing and what relevance did that have on your relationship with him? Not, not much, because I got to tell you, my cousin was right. I led a very sheltered life. I didn't even know that there was a difference in people until I was, I don't know, I don't even know, maybe 14, junior you know something, high school. I, I grew up the same way. Did not know that there was a difference between people. Yeah. My I was yeah. rather specific about that, actually. Ex- yeah. ex- exactly. So I did get that from my mom. And also from the people who came to visit our house because there was a diversity of people, her, mostly her friends. My uh-huh. dad hung out at what we used to call then the beer garden, which is in British, the pub, and here it's just the bar. <laughs> um, yeah. So he would work all day. You know, he had a very strict routine. I admired his commitment to, to work. His work ethic was, you know, he was also a great artist. He was a writer, a really good writer. Is that, would you attribute that genetically? I, I think I got it from him. Yeah, from, yes. yeah, I got it from him. I got absolutely nothing in terms of art. <laughs> I can't oh, even do a stick okay. figure. Well, but, my, but my mom still was the one that I was emotionally connected to. Okay. And so, we did talk about men. Let, let's, let's get to that because I think you and I were both very, very lucky in how we were raised about differences in people. Right. Um, not only was there... I mean, you didn't... That's one thing you didn't... There wasn't a difference that you would base anything on excluding them. Right. Before. That was, yes. But so given, I was going to say, given our cultural differences, mm-hmm. um, which... Which aren't that different. No, right. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck from where to go here. Because you're, a <laughs> yeah. big, you're a big city girl and so am I. Yeah, and I, I just don't do the bat mitzvah, but otherwise. But you could. I, I could. <laughs> I you thought could. about it. Yeah. All right. So given given this, let's let's compare what we learn. Give give me a couple examples. You go first. 
because you're my guest. Yes, I what understand. did your mother teach you about men, and how old were you when you were aware that something should be taught to you about? Oh, oh I was girls? oh young. I was young. Uh, oh, yeah. I observed them, and I oh good point. I, I did not see. I did not see the warm, loving relationship that I thought should be there. But I was a romanticist from uh, the time I was born. So, you know, I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. And my mom and dad was where I had to look. I didn't get out much. I was an only child. When you say looking in all the wrong places. Well, looking at them. I understand that. What and and mine also, by the way, mine I saw a lot of warmth, physical See? warmth. Okay, there you go. There's a big difference. But they also had a lot of the other stuff, and I saw that too. I mean, there was a lot. Wow. Of, there was a lot of loving, and there was a lot of acrimony. It was complicated. Really? But what's the first thing you remember your mother telling you about boys? You um. First thing about boys yeah. <laughs> was stay away. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> now you're not to, you understand that I'm telling you this, but that doesn't give you carte blanche to go around sleeping everywhere. You, you need to keep your distance from boys and concentrate on your studies. Oh, see, I, I never got that because I didn't, I guess I didn't have to be told to concentrate on my studies. I didn't have but, to be told either, but that I, was- <laughs> concentrate on your studies. Oh, I, I remember when I was probably about seven mm -hmm. and I, you know, I was agile and physical and I liked, you know, games and I used to, I used to pitch for my brother's oh. little league team for practice. Oh, wow. I, I admire you. Few girls who did not throw like a girl. Yeah. Good for to, you, Jay. <laughs> so my mother didn't either, by the way. She was, yeah, there you go. You know, we were jugglers. Anyway, so she told me very specifically one day when I came home from school, I guess I was talking about, I had, you know, there wasn't a tree that I didn't want to climb. A couple of neighbors found me up on their roofs going back in. They could hear. <laughs> I just love climbing to the top of things. Oh, and, wow. How yeah. metaphoric. <laughs> so, I, you know, I didn't do that for long, but I remember my mother saying to me, you know, you don't have to run faster and climb higher than the boys. You can let them do it and you can mm. let them win. You don't have uh, to win. And I, I still remember that. And I thought that interesting. was a very odd piece of advice and how icky that was. That was to icky? To, yeah, to have to make yourself something less than you are. Yeah, then I see. Somebody else. And but that was the message you were getting. Maybe she was just saying, you know, let them win once in a while, you know? I mean, well, that's what they need. Okay, so you make a good point. She wasn't saying let them win once in a while. She was saying you don't have to right. run faster. I mean, she was limiting me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I can understand that. And, and one of the other things she did tell me, did you get any cooking advice? No, I was the cook. I was serving my parents when I was 10. Well, my mother was a very good cook. I bet. Yeah. And, <laughs> I bet she so, was. And I was comfortable right away. But my mother did tell me at some point, she had a recipe for um, a cabbage salad. Mm. Make for all big parties, especially buffet. because it was these mm -hmm. Grated red cabbage with very thinly sliced red onion. Mm -hmm. Number. 
vinaigrette. Cucumber sliced, dice. Cucumber slice, very thin. You know, very. Okay. Sounds good. Well, it looks good. It was a beautiful dish, and she told me. She said, "You know, when you have parties, make this. Men love it. Just love this." (laughs) (laughs) But you know, there was there was a focus on what men want. Right, but she was a pleaser. Yes. My, my mom was a pleaser too in a different way, but it was sort of pathetic in a way. And oh, by the way, I just have to back up and say my it wasn't that my mom could not cook. She was she was actually a very good cook, but she didn't have time. Okay. So she taught me how to cook. So I could be her servant okay. <laughs> and my dad. So I have but to back that, up on that. that. Way, and, chili. and give you a chance to please someone. Yes, I'm sure that was in the back of her mind. She was very much the pleaser. I, I do remember her saying, just, that's just the way he is. Yes. That's just the way he is. So you'll what, have a, what about, what I think in looking back is there was a lot of advice, but mm. there, there wasn't a lot of advice about what men need emotionally. Uh, no, because I don't think we were, I don't think moms, and, and certainly not we as girls, I don't think we were even aware that that was an issue or a need. For ourselves it, as well, I think, probably. Right, I mean the- Unless, can we just be specific? This was 40s and 50s. Yeah, but well, 50s-ish before I was aware, 50s. Well, 40s-ish. Oh, 40s in, in years, you mean? No, no. 1940s. 1940, well, yeah, okay. You're well, younger than just a, yes. We were just babies. I wasn't such a baby, but well, ahead. I'm older than you. No, darling, you're not. Okay, we'll talk about that another time. 1942. Okay, you're right. You got me by two years. My God, you look terrific. I knew I, I <laughs> you look I even knew. more terrific than I thought. <laughs> I knew it wasn't a lot of difference between. I think I'm going to push my age back so I can look good too. Oh, okay. My mother used to say, "Don't push your age back when people tell you lie and tell them you're older." Oh, yes. I did that for a while. <laughs> I did in my... Uh, and people would say, gee, you look great for 107. Yeah, exactly. But then I dropped that. But she's right. In around my 30s, I was pretending to be like four years older. But then, of course, if they asked for a driver's license, I was screwed. But anyway, get back. Get back. This is getting hot. <laughs> getting hot in here. Tell me what. Tell me what else you learned. I have something to tell you about my parents. And, okay, you, uh, you go because I'm in a place where I could take a break. Okay, so um, you said that you saw uh, the other stuff too, including right. the acrimony, blah blah blah. You see, so here's the difference between you and me. I saw almost, if any. Uh, tugging or acrimony of any kind. And I'll tell you why, because um, I think my parents were very conservative about parenting. And the last thing they wanted was for me to see them not happy. Now, they never really showed me how happy, happy they were. That is with hugs or or kisses. You know, I saw a few, but it was like a peck on the cheek. I mean, it certainly wasn't passionate. Um, and I think they were funny about that anyway, you know, it just wasn't my time. I can understand that. I mean, passion, it's private. Well, well, true, but how about a big bear hug? How about a high? 
Oh, yeah. Hi, honey. How about a, hey, how was your day? By the way, by the way, I think Havelock Ellis has said, I may get this wrong. Somebody can correct me. Yeah, I'm that writing The best sex education a child's going to have is to see his father come home at the end of the day and give his wife a good pat on the rear end. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. These yeah. are love caps. It's good stuff. I never saw that, nor did I see the acrimony because I asked so many questions. I drove them both insane. <laughs> I, I may part, be part of the reason that they divorced because my dad would walk in and like I said, I was the daddy's girl and I would monopolize him. Oh. As soon as he walked in the door, I would, you know, like try to jump into his arms. I'd wrap my hands around his. Now I didn't do that for long because it wasn't reciprocated. Oh. So I got, the, I got the hint, you know, yeah. and, and it got down to, hey dad, how you doing? But I still was concerned about why I didn't see more love. So what happened was from age six, my parents sent me to summer camp for two full months, all of July and all of August and some of September all over the country. So I could learn, oh, I'm sorry. So I could learn new things. That was why they were doing this. How was that uh, for you? I was gone for two months out of the year. Um, so I think they did all of their arguing oh, in two so months. <laughs> I also had to go to bed at 7.30. Ah. So I think they did a lot of arguing maybe in the garage perhaps after 7.30. Okay, or loving when you weren't there to watch also, maybe. Oh, true. Yeah. That's probably true, but he, and I can't see that. I mean, if they were if they were loving, they were in the bedroom. I can't see my dad being very affectionate. He oh, just wasn't. Yes, yes. It's, that's just the way he is, dear. Yes, sure. You know, yeah, I, I remember in high school, <clears throat> well, a couple of girls who were so popular with the boys. And what, they, you know, one of them was not what you'd call a traditionally beautiful girl, mm -hmm. you know? Um, she, she just wasn't, she just wasn't. Okay. But adorable and she was so popular. <laughs> and, you know, I realized later what she, the, the magic she had was that she made the boys feel welcome. Yeah, okay, I can see I that. That's what we all want. We wanna feel like we're welcome into somebody's heart uh -huh. and life and that we're appreciated. I got, I got kind of accused once by a friend, a man friend, my husband and I, Ted and I were having dinner with him. And I don't know, I said something and he said to me, you are such a flirt to me. A, with a little <laughs> that's a compliment to me. Well, you know, it, it's- I've been accused of that and I, that's fine with me. I'm an outgoing person. You can call it whatever you like. Okay, that's kind of what you'd have to say. And I looked at him, I said, actually, I'm not. I said, I don't have a flirtatious bone in my body. And he laughed. I said, what I do have is appreciation. There you go. And I'm, and I'm verbally <laughs> at it. And you're right, right. whatever you want to call. But I think, I think, you know, we need to, we need to. It would be nice if we could teach our daughters to be yeah. kind. Yes. And exactly, exactly. Yes. And double with our sons. Oh, with the sons. I I have one of each, as you know. Yes. Um, but I you know, I've got to I got to jump back just a little bit. There's a very dear man named Dr. Pecci, 
he is um, a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I hope he is, if he is still living. He was older than I, and I'm pretty old, so I haven't seen him in 30 years, so I hope that he's well. He had a theory, and he was having me work with him on a book. His theory was that male children are, this was based on studies from Harvard, Boston University, some other really good schools. Uh, Male children are born, um, genetically, they are much more emotional, responsive to their mother, mothers, plural, um, and that they are much more in sync. And their mindset is that they are to please the mother. There you go. Well, I have a friend who worked with dating couple, and she said, men want to please. Right. And apparently they started very early. Right. They, they want to please, but it's really, I don't even know what this is, pluperfect, subperfect, whatever. They had wanted to. They did not succeed. Oh. They stopped trying at, uh-huh. age, at age two. Wow. That was Dr. Petschke's theory. At age two, they kind of, man, I've tried everything. I'm, I've, you know, I've nursed with her. I've, I've put out my arms to her. I've cried for her. I've done everything to let her know how much I love her. And she's just not responding. And she's still depressed. She's depressed. And I can't help her. That's so what I so give if, up. That, if that's true, if a mother is depressed. Yeah, or, if. And you, well, Petchy's theory was that 80% of all mothers postpartum are depressed. Okay. Okay. So that was part of the theory. You had to accept that premise first. Now, but- you know, w- one of the things is when you when you get down to what men want, what women want, I was aware of the fact with Ted that yeah. he would do sometimes the most outrageous things. You know, he watered <laughs> like the, what? He, he would water the plants. He also watered all the silk ones, you know, the artificial ones. <laughs> So they were drowning in water. They, they, got, they got moldy and they rotted. And, okay. and when I saw this, my impulse was to say, what is the matter with how? And, and then I, I had to stop myself because I know he was trying to please me. I see. And oh, I sometimes no. people do things to try to, when it comes to men right. and women, they oh, do right. to try to please you. And, right. But they're thinking about what pleases Right. Yeah. Yes. So that I mean, that's the only, uh, you know, that's that's the only path that they I have think, to relate to. What they can do to make you happy. Well, they they are, they are trying to figure it out what makes us happy. Right. I think, but some of according, them, according to my mom, they won't be able to do that. It's just the way he is. Yes. That was her advice. Just go along with it, honey. It's just the way it is. Don't, when he would make me cry, and he did often, not often, but too yeah. much for me, missensitive, uh, I would cry very silently, but it was my mom who would hear me cry and come into my room and oh. go, honey, don't worry about it. It's just the way he is, and he had a very bad day. 
Was that helpful to you? Yeah, it was, but it also, <laughs> you know, it also, I think that was her advice and it was good advice at the time, but unfortunately- It felt good that she was understanding what you were talking about in any case, you know? Yeah, you know, it was fun. I eventually came to believe that, but unfortunately, I think I came to believe that not just about my dad, but every man I ever met. Oh, yeah. It's just the way he is. Well, you now, know- Eventually you grow up and go, okay, well, screw that. I don't care. Eventually you grow up and come to the realization that I did that men and women are so different. Oh gosh, yes. Uh -huh. Absolutely. So we get along as well as we do. Absolutely. <laughs> so this much. I think, a, a, you know, it's a marriage. If you're lucky, it's like getting along with a good natured iguana. <laughs> I love Janet's allegories. <laughs> you're not going to ever be exactly the same species, but you're right. your best. Oh, that's funny. I can even visualize that. Yeah, and that's pretty hard. Yes. That's very hard. Um, are also, very iguanas rare. are very rare, let us point out. <laughs> so so there's there you go again. They say if there were just 100 men, good men to a state, We'd be better. Somebody said oh. that. I forget. There, actually, I think it was a, a a statement. There are only about 100 good men to a state. Really? When, when I heard that, I went, "Oh, come on, that's not fair." And now I'm beginning to think, oh, maybe the maybe that's right. Things change, you know. Yes, and they have, and, you know. Yes. And you have to add available 100 good available men. To yes. A, to a, yes. To a, because some men are actually faithful. Some men are faithful and wonderful. And I think yeah. sometimes when you hear a woman describe a man as being so wonderful, it often is, it's followed with something like he's got a strong feminine side mm -hmm. or, you know, right. he's so good. He could be a girl. Right. Which is okay. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I will say something and I guess I'm, we're going to to kind of end on this because our time's running out, but I'll talk to you later. Okay. That, that um, Yes. We can always do part two. We can do part two. The differences between us are valuable. You know, what is male strength and what is female strength are two very different things. I agree. And totally. it's lovely when we can bring to each other and appreciate. And, uh, and, and use, or not use in usury or capitalize, but, you know, use to our benefit. Right, right. To, Have it and, be a, a kind of a natural glue. Yeah. Okay, yeah. darling. Thank you for doing this. This was great. So it's been, what, 40 some years for us? Yeah. yeah. But and we've never lost touch. No, we haven't. And we've lived different places and we've gone through a lot. Right. Yes. And we are just always connected. Yep. We 17 years on Kauai and I didn't lose you. No. And you came to, you visited a couple of times, right? Yeah. So we're always connected. Yeah. So we goodbye. have this. Sweet sister. Only COVID keeps us apart. So we have oh, Zoom. I know. And, and look, it's not doing that. But anyway, not bad. sweet sister, my own. Sweet sister, you. my own. And I will just, okay. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Okay, dear. Bye, baby. Nice to see you. <laughs>